0: so the, the truth is the idea for this cuz tomorrow night I'm, I'm going to be starting possible call that's like in depth like shachantaz you know but the idea for this is actually for, there's a Dayan in uh there's a dayan in london who I got a little close to his name is Diane raskin he's a chabad uh he's a chabad dayan. and what he started I, I I thought it was a cool idea was he, it's called dose of halacha it's on youtube and every week he just goes through the shilos that he got and it's random and it's assorted and there's no order to it. I was like, that's cool. Just instead of like, you know, so just to pick like assorted topics to cover a little bit each time, not not very long to go through. So that's basically what it is. I, I, I'm not, it's not gonna be security cameras the whole time today. Uh, I have a couple topics I, I want to run through, and the truth is each week I'm probably not gonna write what it is. It'll just be assorted, it'll be the shells that I get that week. Like just in in that theme. Or you I, call I it assorted. Right, this way you can read it both. It, it actually oh oh, nice so I, <laughs> um, so it's actually interesting I I just, as I was driving here someone called me and he had a shayla so I'll, I'll start with that it's not on the sheets it just, it's fresh, hot off the press it's a very simple halacha and that's just good to remember the Shulchan Aruch writes he was a I get a lot of mezuzah shaylas you know, walk me through the doorways I'm not going into the details of that but there's one shayla that does come up uh, fairly commonly, uh, frequently, and that is the Shulchan Aruch writes at Simon Yerodei Simon Reish I'll just read it, just, you know, the concept of being inside. For a room to be chayiv in a mezuzah, it has to be four by four amas. That's a square feet of eight by eight, so it's 64 square feet, right? If my math is correct, it's 64 square feet many many closets and walk-in closets larger size for this or is, i thought it was always a uh, foot and a half to two feet oh so let's okay so you want to do the foot and a half no, is that, what, what, is, what is the accepted size of an for oh so it's like it's okay it's 22 inches i was just more okay. you know ballparking it you're right according to Rechaim, no, it's 18 but let's assume 22 inches is basically the fair substance. so a lot of rooms are not that size but there's a sheet of the Hamoud de daniel the Anil, it's a famous sheet of the Daniel when it comes to laws of mezuzah so it's good to know. The Pischetchuva in Sivkot and quotes it. He says, Khamud Daniel has a very simple Chiddush It's a Chiddush but it's it, it's a very rational Chiddush and that is. The, the, the source that you need for a room to b'chai mezuzah has to be four by four. So the Shulchan Aruch just makes it a standard rule. And according to the Shulchan Aruch, any room that's less than that square footage, no mezuzah needed. There's no exceptions. So that's the rule. Because that's the amount of room that you need to consider usable. The Chamudda Daniel feels like this. And it's actually interesting. It reminds me of another Shailah I'll mention about Kiddush in a second. But the Chamudda Daniel Shita is that... That's only true for a room that you plan on living in. Meaning, if you want to sleep and live in a room, so it has to be four by four. But there are rooms that are less than four by four that have a different functionality. And that functionality is met by two by two, right? A walk-in closet is not meant to be four by four omnis, but it's not meant for you to live in. It's meant for you to walk in, grab your shirt, and leave. That functionality could be accomplished less than four by four. So it says the Khamud Daniel, the four x four requirements is only for a room that you plan on living in. A small you know, side room or a side closet, as long as it's meant to be walking in, it doesn't have to be Dalal dal- to be chayf. So it's a machlaika. So all walk in closets are Shulchan shulchanarak and a chemuddhaniel, whether they need a mezuzah, if they're less than the right size. When we paskin. What has to be a walk in? What are we a regular closet? Okay. Okay. So, oh, so I'll explain to that in a moment. I'll explain to that in a moment. So, I'll t- I'll tell you what in a second. So, all walking closets is a machlaikas, and whenever it's a machleikes, we put it up without a bracha. Now, why do I say walking closet? Because there's a shita of the Minchas Yitzchak. The Minchas Yitzchak writes in a tshuva that he says it's posheth to him that even the chamud Danil would only require a mezuzah in a room that's meant for you to walk in. But a closet or a pantry that it just opens and you reach your hand in, but it, you don't actually go into the room, he says... And it's less than Dalad al Dalad. He says even the Chumadaniel would would hold that it. it doesn't have to. It's a chiddush, but that's the sheet of Minchas and that's the accepted approach. So the accepted p'sak amongst the poskim is that walking closets require without a bracha, non walking closets, uh, not at all. So okay, that's that's halacha number one. Like the boiler room. So the boiler room, it's a shilav whether we take the boiler into account. But yes, a boiler room yeah. would require. But even with the boiler, you could still walk correct. in. Correct. I would put it up without a bracha. Exactly. That's exactly the shot. All these small rooms, ninety-nine percent of the halachas of mezuzah are you put it up without a bracha. <laughs> There's many, many shaylos and many machlokes. I and mean, you put up without a bracha. So yes, a boiler room, a walk-in closet, all these type of small catacomb-type rooms. Same thing. I would put up without a bracha. Again, it's, again, it's the same exact thing. I, I, yeah, I would put up without a bracha. Yeah. So that's halacha number one. Correct, not a bathroom. By the way, it just it reminded me, when I said it, reminded me of Kiddush. Like the Chemud Daniel's Kiddush is that, like, the requirement of dalad al dalad is for a room that's meant for sleeping in uh, and, 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 like, being in. But a room that has other functionality has a lesser shear. That's the sheet, that's the famous sheet of the Avaneza, the Shemi Shemuel, of why people make Kiddush on a Shaklas. So this comes back to the, the Hilcha Shabbat right? The Shulchan Aruch says that for you to make Kiddush, you need a Kais, a kais shal bracha is has to hold a, 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 a Revius. So where does a shot glass come from? So they say, yeah, a revius is the chashiv amount for wine. Whiskey and schnapps and vodka have a different shear. Their shear for chashivus is a shot. So it's like sort of, do you, you know, it's sort of the shay of Do you just take it as face value or do you sort of uh, evolve for each scenario? Is that now, is it a shot or was it you know, a thousand years ago. It Apparently, a- it was a shop in the times of Europe as well. The Shiloh only goes back a couple hundred years because they didn't, they didn't make Kiddush on schnapps but, a, 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 that before was, that time. They definitely, I think, or they made it on a full kais. That was the that was, that Correct. For, for correct. A time we're correct. So if, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't change, like if, if it No. Now, I don't think so. Shot, is, 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 is no. Normal? I wouldn't think so. Okay. Shiloh number two is the security camera Shiloh. I'm not going to take too long. I'm going to go through it fairly simple. And that is like this. This was a Shiloh that came up. I still get this a lot when it comes to ring doorbells because ring doorbells is a little tricky because it's it's technically a security camera. When you are walking past, um, it, the sensor do, does go on and it does record you. However, the functionality of a ring doorbell, it's not for security as much. Uh, I mean, for most people. Um, but the Shiloh of, of security cameras is like this. We have one in Hashivin, and we have one in every room. It's Baruch Hashem, unfortunately, been very helpful because we've had, you know, we've had. The, you you need to protect yourself, especially in a communal area. You, I have to have cameras to 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 deter, uh, you know, robberies, and also to, to prevent future robberies. It, it's it's ne- necessary. The shaila is though: is it a halachic problem to put up a camera at your house? You want a camera in the front door f- to feel safe. Are you allowed to halachically? So this is the one key that I've noticed that a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their brain around when it comes to security cameras, and that is, think about it. I'm the owner of the house. I'm putting up the camera on a Tuesday. We have a general rule that when it comes to Shabbos, doing a malacha before Shabbos, doing any action before Shabbos that causes a malacha to take place on Shabbos is fine. That's the concept of of timers, right? In general, so the person who's putting up the camera... I thought timers though, only said... Correct, Ramosha was against it, but, but let's, oh, okay. assume, let's assume you go with the common custom, which is to be lenient with timers. The, the point is, the person putting up the camera is doing nothing wrong. Now, here's the shayla. The issue is the person walking in front of the camera. Meaning, if I put up the camera, the shiloh of the person putting up the camera is as follows. The issue is what happens on Shabbos. What happens on Shabbos is potentially a problem for the person walking in front of the camera. Now, that will dictate whether I can put up the camera. Meaning, if you're allowed to walk in front of a security camera on Shabbos, then I could put it up. If you're not allowed to, then by me putting it up, it's lifnei sitin mishal. So there's no issue of a halachic, of Hilcha Shabbos problem for me putting up the camera on a Tuesday. The problem is the people walking in front of the camera, which could be me. Uh, obviously, but let's assume. You know, the point is the real Shiloh is not the person installing it. It's not the homeowner. It's the person walking in front of the camera. But that will dictate whether you're allowed to. If you're not allowed to walk in front of a security camera, then for you to put up a camera and be martial, you know, hundreds of Yid, would obviously not be allowed. It matter if it's or, or not really. Just, just, the, just the camera picking up the camera recording, not recording. All these things. It's all basically the same shilu as we'll see. So you have to sort of figure out. Are you allowed to walk in front of a security camera? And that will answer your question. If the answer is no, then you're not allowed to put it up. I don't care. You won't be able to walk on the street anywhere. Correct. This was a Shiloh, this Shiloh in 1991 in Ertzisrael, there were that were coming out. That was, I believe, when they started installing it by the Kotel, when they started installing it on larger areas. Now, every street in Ertzisrael, there's security cameras. So as you, exactly. So as you could see, the p'sak is it's mutter. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sort of going to try to explain where, because if it wasn't mutter, you, you people wouldn't leave their house. These right? they're not going to leave their house. Now, but but the shaila is, besides feel like okay, the city does it. The question is, are you allowed to do it, and why or why not? But again, the major issue is you have to figure out, are you allowed to walk in front of a camera? If you're allowed to walk in front of a camera, you could install a camera. If you're not allowed to walk in front of a camera, then installing a camera is a real city mission. You're being machshel every person. So this is the basic shilu. So you have in front of you. This is from the Koyvitz Beis Hilo. That Koyvitz Beis Hilo was a Koyvitz. It was a, a Torah journal that came out. This is in uh, nineteen. Is it Tavshin Samachalev? So it's two thousand one. I apologize. It's two thousand one. So in Tavshin Samachalev, they asked all the big guns, Rav Avadia, Rav Yashiv, all these big rabonim, is it a problem? So they all basically said it's fine. But this is where they. This is where the shilu comes down to what is the issue with let's say i'm being filmed right what is the malacha that's taking place i remember when i was in yeshiva one of my friends um uh who walks in and he's like uh there was an asian couple that i guess had never seen a jew before or hadn't seen a jew in a long time and they wanted to take a picture of him with him so they asked it was shabbos and he said yes and he did it and he's like was that okay i was like i wouldn't do that so he's like what's the problem so what's the issue of taking, of being in a picture. I'm not talking about taking a picture. I'm talking about being in a picture. What is the problem of me standing in front of a camera? Right. So the malacha that you're doing is kaisiv. It's, 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 you know, it's a but bit, you're it's- You're not doing it. No, so, oh, so the, the, the post can explain that the malacha that's happening by you, you see, when I think about it, right now, if you weren't there- If I have a picture of a person, if I have a non-Jew sketch of a picture of me on Shabbos, that's a problem of kosev for me? If I'm standing knowing that I'm being, uh, yes, it would be a problem of him as well, but, but yes. Well, he's not Jewish. Correct. So, so what's the malacha? Why is it kosev? Again, it's a bit of a stretch. It feels like a stretch, but that, it's the only malacha that I can think of, that the person can think of, think about it. What's the, I'll explain the kosev, and again, it's one of those take it or leave it. If I take a, if I'm filming this back wall, right, so right now that's the picture I'm making, by you standing there. You're now changing the image. You're changing the background. That's the Koisive element. Kosiv means to paint a picture, to write. And although I'm not painting the picture, but by me standing there, I'm changing the background of the photo. That's what the post can say. Again, it feels a little bit of a but that's, that's, that's the malacha. Now the question is, is that the it, apply to pictures? Because uh, uh, Kosev applies to drawing images. So while I'm not the one drawing it, but by me standing here, I'm changing the image. The image before me was a blank wall, and now it's me in the wall. So it's perceived as co Now the question is... Is it a biblical form of kosev or a rabbinic form of kosev? So very quickly, we'll run through it. You have over here. This is the uh, this is a trub from Ravadi Yosef. He says, if you stand in front of a security camera, even if you intend to be filmed, meaning you know you're being filmed and you, you're like you're looking at the camera, the halacha is Ravadi says it's not a deraisa. Meaning this form of kosev is at worst rabbinic. So he says, the, the picture is being taken automatically. And it's taking the, the image anyway. You're just changing the background. That form of changing the background, they feel is a rabbinic form. It could be because it's not the normal way, or it could be because that's not Kosev on a biblical level. I think all of us would assume that that's not the biblical form of Kosev. It's a rabbinic form of Kosev. He continues to quote a Tshubh's Karen L'david, which I believe was the first Satmar Rebbe, that he Drawing a picture like with a pencil would be biblical. Kosev. Correct. It's Not because it's not writing. Words. Correct. Correct. It's just that this form of kosev of being changing the background with my body is a rabbinic. He feels it's a rabbinic form, and his source is a tshuva karen leDavid. The karen leDavid was asked. Misha lahagish By the way, it's just interesting. Rabbonim historically never liked. They didn't. They weren't into photographs. Like they weren't into being photographed or taking photographs. Like the the one picture we have of Roshayla, or Shaila Kharistir, that people hang up, he was very not into photographs. He was a Chasidisher tzaddik. He wasn't into being photographed. The only reason why we have that photo is because of it was a passport photo. The, there's a picture. There's a very famous picture of the Rebbe that they I think they superimposed like his yarmulke on. I don't think he was wearing because he had to take it off for the passport. It I was a it passport the photo. Time isn't really well, that, yeah, that, was, that, that that's talking about him. But we do have a video of him. But the point is, most of the pictures of the Rabbana back then were, were passport photos. So the shaila was, someone needs to take a passport photo. And it's not because he wants to travel. The government is requiring him to take a passport photo. But it's Shabbos. So he says, so the question is, can you just stand there? Basically, you have to stand there online and they're going to take a photo of you. That was the shaila. So he says, Karen Dovitz do says, it's posher that it's not asa meaning, it, he says, uh, because, again, the photograph, it, it, it's going to have a picture anyway, you're just changing the background, he feels that it's not a biblical prohibition. So because, fine, so let's just accept that as face value. So it's not a biblical prohibition, it's rabbinic. So now this comes to the rule that we've mentioned in the Hilchashah a couple times. And that is, I'm going to say it very quickly, but then I'll explain it. sounds very, very complicated, but it's not. It's a psikreish which means being photographed is a rabbinic prohibition. Now passport is Oh, so the passport gets more complicated. Passport, that's why I didn't go through that whole chuva. You're right. So, but let's go in the standard security camera. So my intention is not to form an image. I'm trying to come into shul. Right? Every right now we're being filmed. My intention is not to be filmed. However, it's inevitable. It's psychratia, it's gonna happen. It doesn't matter whether you intend it or not, it's inevitable. So it's an unintended, inevitable isser de rabbonon, that's lo nichole. You see, it's lo nichole because no one ever wants to be filmed. I don't care that I'm going to be filmed. Now you, the owner of the house, might want me to be filmed, but I'm the one doing the avera, and I don't want to be filmed. There's never a scenario, I to don't my knowledge. Correct, to be filmed. correct, but my point, so even, you correct. So my point is that even... Correct, so my point is that even in a scenario where the owner wants, I don't care what the owner wants. I care about the person who's doing the avera. The person doing the avera is the one in front of the camera. The one in the front of the camera never wants to be filmed. So because he doesn't want to be filmed, and it's low Nikhalei, he, he, it's it's, he doesn't care to be filmed, it doesn't help him. It's a psik resha, the low Nikhalei, on it, now what's the halacha of that? So if you have in Marimakam number three, the Taisvis, it's clear from Taisvis, the Rabon on meh yesh the psik Taisis le is shita, it's a very famous Tis, Tis in Shabbos, Tafkov Gimel. Tis holds psychedeline and is daraban is mutter. Now, how do we Paskin? Khimpas Goin Mikovna, the Kovna, the Kovna Gain, um inspector, he also paskins that it's mutter, the Sharlamesha says that it's mutter. Now the Mishabura says you could be mekel in a case of necessity. Okay. So and, and if you look at Maramacham number four, Ripshla Shalom is the one who spoke out. That's why security cameras are mutter. So now here's so here's the psac. So I was asked, okay, um, can I set up a ring doorbell? So my answer is always as follows. Every time someone walks in front of a security camera or a ring doorbell or all, all these things, they're doing a rabbinic prohibition, sick ratio, Now, while there are those that are lenient, many, many big gadolim, the Mishabura says you should only do it in a case of necessity. And it doesn't feel good to do constant yisurim darabonum, Right? It's mutter in a case of necessity. So when it comes to security cameras, the post can feel that having security cameras is necessity enough to allow this. However, if I always ask the people, are you putting up the ring doorbell just so that you could make sure that you got packages on, on Shabbos? Or are you doing this for security? And a lot of times the answer is, I don't really care for security. I'm just leaving it up, whatever. Then I would, I would turn it off for Shabbos. Because again, it's not... It's not a slam dunk that it's mutter. It's a slam dunk that you could rely on it right. in the case of necessity. But it's one of those where, like I'll give you an example. I was just asked a couple days ago, someone has um, an LED light, which the LED, the post can perceive LED as, as, as a rabbinic... Actually, you know, what, let me do the next one and then I'll come back to, to that case. In number five, there was a tshuva, it was was asked the Shiloh, and that is, you're walking at night and the sensor light goes on on the street. Your neighbor has a sensor light. You didn't know it was there. Well, let's say you do, your, your neighbor no. knows. You want to know, can I walk past? Oh, okay. So you said, well, you say to yourself, I, I can walk past the censored ring doorbell, so why can't I walk past the light? So he said that it's motor, but the answer, now it's, it's not, oh, exactly. So it's not comparable for two reasons. First of all, if it's an incandescent light bulb, which uh, most of them are not, but if it's an incandescent light bulb, which are light bulbs that get hot, that's also deraisa. Incandescent light bulbs are also deraisa. The whole hetzer is the fact that recording is durabonon. So LED lights is perceived as a but an incandescent light bulb is for sure also deraisa. But let's assume it's not an incandescent light bulb. So you say, well, it's durabonon, it's psycratia. But the answer is, that is nihilai, because objectively, having light while I walk helps me. Now if the light doesn't help me at all, it's one of those words on a porch, okay then it's loy like nicholay, but if the light lights up the street, and by the way don't don't determine whether it's nicholay or not due to the fact that it's Shabbos, because I've, I've told this to people, it's nichole. they say yeah but, but it's Shabbos, I don't want the light on because Shabbos, no no no. Then it's ne- then you'd never have nicholay because you never want to desecrate Shabbos, you have to sort of look in a vacuum, do you want the light on? So if the street is dark and the light lights up, then that would be a problem of Nikola. So now you're doing an Isidura Bonan, that's Nikolay. That's that's much more complicated. Now I will just say this. I, I was asked similarly, there was a girl who the only way to get into her apartment is to go through the back alley. And she didn't feel that was safe, and I agree with her it wasn't safe. Her area was not very safe. So for that, mm-hmm. I would rely on there is a chuva the Shaiva Levi. Ravosner felt that turning on censored lights is fine. Now, it's unclear why he felt that that's not called doing a malacha. It's hard to know exactly why. We don't paskin like him, but in a case of, I wouldn't endanger myself um, to be machmer. I would rely on his psaq if it was dangerous to avoid it, because sometimes, or, or or if it's unavoidable. There, like, there are times where it's like, I can't get in my house now, I can't sleep on my street. So for that, it's fine. But my point is, so that's the overall concept of security cameras. So. You have to realize it's not a slam dunk it's it's something that you can rely on in, in case of necessity so if there's a light sensor but there's also a street light the light sensor is going to add light to it but you can still so, see so then you have to determine of whether it's nicholay it just depends on the darkness level you, you, well, but it if be nicholay but i didn't need it yeah right? but then it's nicholay the only time it's not nicholay is if it's so lit up that it's giving me nothing i think objectively you'd want it to be nicholay um okay so that's shayla number two now we'll run into Shiloh number 3. Shiloh number 3, and by the way, if there are suggestions, the way, I'm just basically, you're going to see, it's just no order, a little chaotic, which I kind of like. So Shiloh number 3 is like this, the Shiloh is, I was asked this also, and that is, you're going to your, uh, the Baal was going to his parents' house, and the Kalim were not toivled in the Mikvah. Are you allowed to eat there? Because we know not you're not allowed to. Oh, so we're going to get to that. So you're not allowed to use a vessel if it wasn't tovled. Now, I want to preface this. <laughs> I, I, uh, um, I'm always very. San- I don't. You don't want to offend people. That's also. You got to always n- know that going in. Also, <laughs> just to make this point clear, because I know someone's going to mention this. So I'm going to get it in a WhatsApp or an email. By the way, if, if anyone wants the Marmakai miss just gmail.com. Uh, Jim, like I'll send the them out I don't want to bother people on the WhatsApp just sending them but if you want I'm going to get asked that like if they didn't bring it to the mikvah they're probably treyf they're probably not kosher fair point right maybe maybe yeah it depends it depends what it is but the truth is yeah and the truth is if it's glass many places can hold that glass even if it's non-kosher could be used so that's an example where they're giving you a cup of soda in a glass cup, you know, and the glass was not titled because they don't go to the mikvah, but it's not trave. So the question is, can you use it? So again, now, I will say this, not using, this is a broad child, a tefillah's is is, I'll, I'll sort of speak out very quickly over the next five, ten minutes. Um, in my number one, I, I, we bring, I b- basically bring the source of tefillah's khalom. The concept of tefillah's is very simple, and that is, it's a Biblical requirement the same way when someone's not Jewish to Jewish you have to dip them in a mikvah to go from non-holy to holy so to the ownership of a vessel from non-Jewish to Jewish requires that elevation and it has to be dipped now that's only true if a Jew owns it I'll give you an example if you borrow a vessel from a guy then you don't have to dip it in the mikvah because it's not yours it's not owned by a Jew I'll I'll use that that terminology a little better so the question is, can I drink out of a out of an item that was not titled yet? Now, there's no concept of you could use it once. That's not a thing. That's that's made up. And so, and and by the way, while it doesn't aser the food, right? Like if you prepared a dish, you prepared eggs in a frying pan, and you was oh, I forgot to bring it to the mikvah. You could eat the eggs if you take it out of the frying pan, but it's an iser on you to do that. So I'm not the food is not trafe in this scenario, but it's also on the person to use this dish. You're holding the glass, you have an isser. Is there any heter to use the vessel if it was not taifel? So the first heter, it's very it's an out there heter. I, I, I was looking over my notes. It's from Rav Cook, which is interesting to me. Uh, Rav Cook in Das Kayan, he argues the following: <laughs> There's a concept in halacha that if someone's not observant, more specifically. If they publicly desecrate Shabbos, if they're mechallel Shabbos maybe this will be a she'er in of itself. We paskin that if someone's mechallel Shabbos publicly, you can't drink wine that's non-rivushal that they touch. Now there are hata'irim maketinik shenish, but I'll get into that. But, but but the concept, the Shulchan Aruch says that if someone publicly desecrates Shabbos, you can't drink their wine. Now the question is why. The issue with wine is for two reasons: either intermarriage or idolatry. Neither apply. To a Jew, you can marry them, and they don't do idolatry. So why is it that if they publicly desecrate Shabbos, you can't drink the wine? So it says the Chasam Sofer, because when you publicly desecrate Shabbos, you have the status of a guy, and when Chazal gave you the status of a guy. So it's a, it's the, like a knas They give you a knas you have the status of the guy. Oh, no. marry no. So oh, so so here's the deal. So so here's the question. It says Rav Cook. The question is, do do we use that? The question is, do we use that as a hetter? Rav Cook argues like this. If you look at Maran Balakum number two, Rav Cook argues. He's like knos, yeah. Right. Zed yasdaiti, rahesia, de ben briz. right. Says Rav Cook, if you're going to treat this non-observant Jew as a guy, so what did we say? If you bar, if you use a guy's vessels, it doesn't have to be tevel. So he's sort of using this. As a header. Like we're treating them as a guy and now it helps them because goyim don't have to bring their items to the mikvah, so uh, non-observant also don't have to. Yeah, by the way, I was gonna say. Right. So he yeah. says like this about the like, oh, yeah. sudden. Uh, that's, it's all uh, okay. Yeah, so he says like this <laughs> The only you have to tieble it because it's elevated to kedusha histeral. Well, you're telling me he's a guy. He's a guy. So that's why he says in bold. You could use their galim. Now, that's first of all, there's a couple reasons why that's beyond the chiddush. First of all, just practically, most people that are non-observant are not called goyim in halacha, even if you wanted to be super strict, because a lot of them don't desecrate Shabbos publicly in the way. That will that you would that you would um, have the status of guy, which we'll go into in another share Also, number two, if they're tenech shenishba, meaning it, it, historically the Jews that publicly desecrated Shabbos, they did it as a statement because they didn't believe in God and they didn't believe that He rested on the seventh because they don't believe that He created the world in the first six days. If someone's just born, non-raised, non-from, he's not a guy in halacha according to everybody. And number three, the concept that we treat someone as a guy is a punishment. It's not a kula. So I, I wrote in my number three at the end. It's funny. I was. Uh, it says Ravi Asher Shlita. This is this is from my first sefer. Uh, I, he was alive at the time, and I quoted a goyin echad, which I'm just re- remembering the story. That was my Rosh I asked my about this in Shara <laughs> where I went to yeshiva. I I wouldn't have the chutzpah to tell rabbonim I was writing a sefer because it's like who are you to write a sefer? So I did it privately. I did I did it. I did it under the cover, like I did it. Yeah, I, I did it. They, they didn't know about it until it was already like ready to be printed. So I couldn't ask Marisha Shiva Shaila's for and for the safer because I was too. Not that they would say that, but it was like an aura of like, who, who are you that like you're a pisher? So I asked him this just <coughs> for b'tayres. Like that's why I can't quote it by name. But I asked Marisha Shiva about this uh, this sack of Rev Cook, and he said. He said, he had this same Shaili Yasser of Eliyashiv. And Eliyashiv said, no, no, no. We don't treat them as Goyim to be lenient. We treat them as Goyim to be strict. It doesn't help us. So that Heter is out. Okay, so what's the other Heter? So here's the deal. What is the Isser? And, and this will 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 we'll sort of summarize. Uh, we'll come to a conclusion. I'm By the way, I, I don't really have a good Heter. I'll just tell you what the possible Heter could be. There is a biblical obligation to teufel kalim that are metal, okay? Metal is biblical, glass is rabbinic, that's the mitzvah. In addition to the mitzvah, there's a prohibition of using it without, meaning, I'll give you an example, you have a metal frying pan, there's a mitzvah to toivel it. If you choose not to teufel it, number one, you're being mevatel in assay you're losing out on the opportunity of doing a mitzvah. But that wasn't strong enough. Chazal felt that they wanted to put their foot down. So they said there's a rabbinic prohibition. Okay. So right off the bat, the isser of using this, it's always good to know. This is a theme from Ravadiyah. Ravadiyah Sef, whenever... I, in Halacha, I always try to model myself. He was like my Rebbe in Halacha. Ravadiyah Sef, whenever he would start a Shiva he would always just say, let's figure out, are we dealing with der, or der Let's just Let's just get that out the way. Because that'll... Dictate sort of how you are going to go about it. The isser of using a mug, a glass, what all these things, that's a rabbinic prohibition. Even if the obligation is biblical, the prohibition of using it is rabbinic. Okay. It's clear, though, from the Chassam Soifer, and this is Marimakim number 5, but just, the Chassam Soifer is clear, in the Marimakum number 6, the Chassam Soifer is clear that the Chassam Soifer feels that the prohibition does not only apply to the owner. I'll give you an example. It's brought down a shulchan aruch. You have a frying pan. You did not title it. Okay. Now if you were a guy, I could use you. I could use it because it's only a problem when it's Jewish owned. Now this is Jewish owned, so there is a requirement to go to the mikveh. I want to borrow it. So I take it home, I borrow it, I take it home. Says in shulchan aruch, you cannot use it without going to the mikveh. I, you're not the owner. A borrower also has to has to has a of You have a of fill. Yeah, That's I can't. Correct. Because I'm it, because it's Jewish owned so the requirement already set in that Chiv extends to someone who borrows it as well. If you look at my remark number six, King Kasach Samsoyfer, the Chasamsoyfer says it's Chiddish, and Ravad Yosef writes the same thing in Yechavidas, HaMesarech if I am staying by your house for Shabbos, V'yadeh is Atun and you have Kelem that you should have brought to the Mikveh and you didn't, not because you're a bad guy, just you haven't brought it yet, also little just I can't use them, I can't borrow them and use them. Because the chiyuv set in already, and therefore I'm not allowed to use it as well. So according to this, there's like no heter. However, there's a chuvas base Avi. Base Avi, I believe, was a Yitzchak Libis. Is that your pen? Yeah, that's my that's my that's my seder No, base Avi was a chuva from Yitzchak Libis. Libis, Libis. About 40 years ago, it was a 50 years ago. It was a it's like He created this chiddush. His chiddush is that he says. There's a difference between a borrower and a guest. I'll read the words inside, and I'm not sure I understand, I get the the words, I'm not sure I I appreciate the distinction, but he says like this. Even if you hold that you can't borrow someone's vessel, if it was not toival, but you could eat by their house and be their guest, he says, really, the chiev is on the owner. When you borrow it, you have the status of an owner in halacha, right? Like a shoyal has all the halachas that kick in in the laws of B'metziah. I'm eating at your Shabbos table. just a user. I'm a user. Right. Users, he feels, are no requirement. I don't know where this comes from. Because well, you're, you're, you're not... Only the only someone with an ownership yeah. interest. Can, uh, uh, can, can no, I'm saying I don't know where he... I don't know where he got that from. I said I, I see it. See, let's just see. He says, "Oh, see, he says like you're saying that because there's no exactly, of the transfer of ownership. exactly there's no ownership level at all. Meaning, if you're eating at someone's house and you drop and you drop the vessel, no one would say that you're at least he's assuming you're not hive because you're not a borrower and you're not a renter and you're not. The owner. So again, the chassam soifer I don't believe would hold this way because the chassam soifer extended it to borrowing and and all forms. I don't. I think this is a chiddush of the base avi. So that would be the possible heter Would I rely on it? It's funny. I was thinking before. I'd rather rely on it on a mug, where the requirement of mikva is it's a Shiloh whether you have to type a mug because it has right. the problem is really the problem about? is the mug yeah. is trafe, probably i picked the glass case before because the glass is not sh- oh okay whatever like it's the head soup in the mug, oh so by the way so okay so i'll tell you like this when the Shiloh comes up you ask but a shyla, is is the glazed the glazed so i'll tell you like this i i, I was thinking and, and maybe <laughs> there was a new scandal that just came out. I'm sure you guys have heard about this the, the, the Chinese restaurant in Manalapan. This, yeah. I'm I'm gonna, go- from Manalapan oh, right. really? I'm going to try to. Okay, well, so but I'm going to try to research this. What happened was they found out that the owner, it was an okay, okay heksha, which is Chabad, and they found out that the owner was bringing in non kosher chicken into the establishment, or at least. That he said he was... Ball- I yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but the point is, they, they like have... She yeah, thing. yeah, they have videos. So the OK came out with a psak without explaining it that if you used... If you brought the food home and you ate with vessels over the last six months, you have to cashier your caleb. So, I'm going to try to, and I spoke to a rov who's, who's a rev over there. He just said basically, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm involved in the Ashilas very heavily. So, I'm going to try to maybe research, and maybe next week we'll try to give a little bit of a, uh, an uh, explanation of where that's coming from. I will right, we'll stop here. Again, any questions, uh, let me know.